0: Hello lovely ladies and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana and I'm Courtney. And it's so wonderful to have you lovely ladies with us today. Hello Courtney, my friend.
1: Hello Lana, how are you today?
0: I am I am good. I am doing good. well. How
1: are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in, I I feel like I need to tell you something. So yes. I've been to Australia twice now. Um, but I had not bought myself a pair of Uggs until a couple of weeks ago. And since then, I feel like I've discovered a part of myself that I didn't know before. I am meeting that girl and I really like her. And it's gotten to the point where I went back and bought a second pair. Because I'm like, I need one for each time I was supposed to have bought them when I was there and then forgot and got totally distracted. So... I just feel like I need to put that out there that I'm wearing, currently wearing my second pair right now and absolutely loving it. Um, mm. They're comfy, they're cozy, they're just, everybody buy a pair. If you, yeah. if you don't have one already, go get a new one. Like, they're fantastic. <laughs> How could I have gone this last, 39 yeah. years without an official pair of Uggs? How is that even possible? I don't even know. Anyway, that's, I just felt we needed to know that
0: my friend i am with you in the ug love do you know for so many years people would go oh UGG boots they're amazing and i'm like what is the deal with UGGs?" Yeah. <laughs> i literally bought a pair like in 2020 yeah and no joke they changed my life i do swear they hugged my soul
1: life. yes yeah, right? i put them on and i feel like i'm entered into this world of the like the lord's comfort and rest Right? I'm like, this is how I'm supposed to be walking through life is in a pair of these, maybe not in the summer, but yeah. definitely when it's like maybe 65 and below, I push it to 70 sometimes. I don't know if that is in Celsius, but it's fairly warm. But anyway,
0: yeah. Oh, I am. I have my serious country. love, serious love for my serious. Uggs. I remember once I was in the kitchen and one of the boys came to tell me something and they stood on my Ugg boot with their <gasps> shoe and I'm like, oh, don't scuff it, no. don't scuff my Uggs. <laughs> I, I
1: make um, me laugh and start coughing now I literally thought the other day because I was making spaghetti and I'm like I can't wear my light colored ones because if I get anything on them everybody's going to be able to this is going to be horrible so I'll wear my black ones today because I'm cooking like this is it's a whole thing it's a whole way of life isn't it it's just a it way really of life. Is.
0: it really is I am yeah. I am on the UGG journey with you and I am diving deep in the love of UGG with you oh my I'm goodness good. yes Oh, golly. Speaking of things that uh, we love, Mm -hmm. we have somebody here today that we absolutely love and she is absolutely wonderful. We have the beautiful Susanna with us. But, ladies, you're probably thinking... Lana didn't mention her last name. Lana just said Susanna. That's right. I did just say Susanna because before we went live, I was like, oh, Susanna, hang on a sec. I didn't even think how to pronounce your name. Can you tell me how to pronounce your name? And then she told me and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I can't, I can't even attempt to try and pronounce Susanna's name. But, ladies, before I get her to say uh, introduce herself and tell you, her name, how to pronounce her last name, let me tell you, this woman, mm-hmm. the purity that this woman walks in and the friend of God that this incredible woman is, like she just blesses my heart every time I see her, Her, the way she worships, the way that even in conversation with her, like she just oozes the heart of the Lord and the love of the Lord and what she carries is just... When I look at her, I'm like, oh, I can see the heart of the Father so clearly in this incredible woman. So you are going to be so blessed, ladies, by what the Lord has placed within Susanna for this morning, but also the gift that she is. You're truly going to be blessed. So, Susanna, good morning. It's so wonderful to have you.
2: Thank you for having me. Um, that was such a great um Edification, <laughs> <laughs> edifying so well. Um, I have a confession. I don't own a pair of Uggs.
0: <gasps> oh, oh see, Courtney, deliverance, deliverance right
1: is now. happening here today, Lord. Lord, <laughs> thank you. See, it's just it's going to happen. You... But I felt like God wanted me to get some Crocs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've got Crocs. Do you have Crocs? <laughs> I don't I have do Crocs. Not. No. But no. I always thought Crocs were such an American thing. So maybe that's just a, like a forerunning prophecy of, of your your future trip over here to see me. We'll just throw oh. that out there. Yeah. Are they American or are they Australian Crocs?
0: I don't, I know. don't know. But there's like I little know. things you can put in the top. Now, like little. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a thing. I yeah. didn't yeah. know
2: yeah, they're amazing. They're so comfortable, and I've got one with <laughs> a platform, so I'm not short anymore. I'm, just, I'm average now. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I love. It. i, I love love you, now I need to add Crocs to my list. to got a fun
1: <laughs> little story about Crocs, Susanna. You feel, you before, feel like uh, you feel like a gangster when you wear a Croc. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I didn't so much. The only pair of Crocs I ever had were flip flops, and oh, yeah. I actually wore them when I was in labor with my first baby. And I was wearing them when my water broke, and I will just tell you there was a lot of water, and I was I was thankful because they're they're just like we just hosed them off, you know. I mean, you just kind of spray them down and hose them off, and I was good to go. And then I—that's <laughs> my vulnerable story for you. But yes, we'd love to hear how about Crocs? That will not happen in my Uggs. We will not be doing that. <laughs> oh my goodness but how do you how do you pronounce your last name suzanne let's start there
2: you've got to pronounce every vowel so So
1: oh there it is there it is beautiful
2: (laughs)
0: So beautiful. <laughs> See, ladies, I, I couldn't even attempt that. I, I was like, <laughs> I am gonna, I'm not gonna do it justice at all. So Susanna, let me <laughs> ask you to pronounce it. So that's wonderful. So Susanna loves Crocs. Who, yes. who else is Susanna? For those that are like, oh, I haven't met Susanna before. Who are you?
2: Well, I'm a mum of three beautiful, precious kids. My I got two boys, a girl, and a girl, one girl. My he's 16, one boy, then I've got a five-year-old boy, then I've got a 12-year-old daughter. I'm married to Sione and I love to worship. I write, something I discovered I could do about three years ago, start writing songs. And I'm a full-time mummy and Yeah, I think that's about it. And I love to worship. I absolutely love to sing. Mm -hmm. And I
1: love when you do sing and when you do worship and when you write. There's something about the way that you carry intimacy with the Father and it just, you know, you can tell when people um, bring that intimacy or they bring that connection that they have with the Lord into their singing or into their songwriting and you do that so it's just natural for you because it's just part of who you are coming out through song or through, um, guitar, or through the things that you write. Um,
2: yeah. so
1: it's always a joy to listen to what you put out there and, um, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a delight, but. It's
2: definitely my journal, the way I just mm-hmm. I write what I'm feeling. I find it hard to write, to journal. Like a lot of people just can journal and just write and write and I just can't do that. So I just, sing it out. And then
1: I'm like, Oh, that's good. And that's it. Trying, right. yeah. oh, Beautiful. Love it. Beautiful. Love it. Well, we'll just, we're just going to jump into it going from there, you know, from that place of singing it out, writing it out, whatever um, you're feeling, and that's your expression to the Lord. And so part of, um, and I say this kind of every time we intro one of these new interviews that we're doing is that um, one of the things that we're wanting to pull out into the open here is just the uniqueness of people And their relationship and their connection with the father who is ever constant um you know our our relationship with him is unique it's it's our own uh Mm -hmm. and you know there's this really this question that we have that we're asking right now of what does it mean to live as a woman fully alive and i think anyone you ask you're going to get an individual answer um and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way that it's i think supposed to be in the kingdom because we are all unique and we are all unique with him So we want to start there today. And we want to just ask you, you know, Susanna, what does it mean to you to live as a woman of God fully alive? When
2: when I saw that question, I my first response was, I don't feel fully alive every day. And Mm -hmm. so I sat with him and I just I was like, how does it how do how do I explain or express how I live fully alive with you, God? And and something you highlighted to me was authenticity. And he said, even if you don't feel fully alive is is you've been fully alive because you are feeling an emotion. So feeling anger or grief or joy or peace, whatever that is, like that is still living fully alive. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh, so I definitely live fully alive every day because living is feeling and experiencing. And I just felt like he kept highlighting that authenticity is so important because you're honest. You're true to yourself and to your values, and to even um, honest, even when you make the mistakes, you can own up to your own mistakes. And and I feel like that's really something he's been highlighting to me for a while. Like something he's highlighting to the body. Um, I feel like authentic authenticity. He wants the masks to be removed and when we're authentic, we're true in our worship, we're true in our relationships, like everything that we do is, is we create. So if we're like something I say to my daughter and my kids when they lie <laughs> because they do, like you know, right. I'm gonna keep the yeah. they do lie and I say, why are you lying? <laughs> okay, I'm lying. I'm like, well, you don't need to lie because if you lie, you're lying to yourself and lying to yourself means you're creating a lie in your world and you're not going to be you're not going to have true relationships that are based on like strong relationships because they'll just be so weak because they're based on lies you have to be something else or someone some something different and so if you are true to yourself then your relationships will be strong your 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 world will be a A a real world, a true world, not a world based on lies. I just, I try to, like, I try to explain that to them, so they, they, from a young age, create a world where they feel good, comfortable to be who they are, while they're discovering who they are, um, and not needing to mask to be, to feel like they belong somewhere. And so that's what I feel God is highlighting for us, women, everyone, even men, but. The mask, there's been this mask people have been wearing for so long and I've just been grieving because I see it and we don't even know that we wear it a lot of the times because we're so used to that one way. And so I just feel like it's it's time to um, take that mask off and be true, true to who you are. Yes, we're all different and some people are not going to like us and that's true and that's okay, but he loves us. Even when we lie, he still loves us, but he really just wants us to be honest. And when I can be honest and true to my values, to who I am, when I speak to God, I'm honest. Then I can repent from an an honest heart. I'm not just covering it up while I'm talking to him because I think that's a waste of time, which is Mm. what I did for so long. So, yeah, that's what I've been feeling. Or what and that's been powerful. Talking. Yeah, That is
1: massively powerful. And the minute you said masks, immediately my, my, um, my mind went to Revelation 3. It's in Revelation 3, verse 19 and 20. It's, um, it says, all those I dearly love, I unmask and train. Wow. So So repent and be eager to pursue what is right. Behold, I am standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come into you and feast with you and you will feast with me. Now down in the footnotes of the Passion Translation, that last verse, 320, it says this is likely taken from Song of Songs, chapter five, verses one through two, where the king knocks on the door of the heart of the Shulamite, longing to come in and feast with her. And... You know how much we love that shoot the mind lady. She's fantastic. But when you said, you know, when you lie, you're letting something like that into your world. I thought, man, I actually wrote that down. I was like, that's brilliant because we just encountered something similar here in my house with one of my kids this week. And it's that place of explaining to them, you know, um, I understand why you did it. I understand that you were afraid. Um, But when you do that, you actually make it harder for us to help you, mm. you make it more difficult for us to be able to communicate with you, or for whatever, like your actual needs are to get met, or your desires are to get met. So there's lots of different implications that come from that place of uh, not being fully honest or not being fully ourselves. And I've always understood, you know, integrity and authenticity as being who you are all the time. Mm. It's just being yourself. And, um, you know, there's a lot that goes with that. And there's lots of things that happen in life. And if any of us have dealt with or had dust ups or have been raised or around religious spirit or religion in general, you've become usually very good at masking some things about pulling a nice little, let's just put, you know, a nice little table cover over top of the, you know, gashes in the table underneath or whatever. Let's just sweep Mm -hmm. that right under the rug. And as long as we can't see it, it's not there. And we right, can
0: just
1: yeah. go on with life, and that's not actually how things work. Um, no. And it's it's funny that you mentioned honesty too, because the podcast we had recorded previous to this one, um, <laughs> honesty was a big part of our conversation in there, and that the Lord actually craves that between us because He can't actually come in and that's do right. the things that He wants to do with you and in you and for you yeah. if we're not honest with Him. Like, that's, that's a right. prerequisite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when you're, it's scary to be honest because,
2: I mean, for me, it was because of the judgment <laughs> and what is he going to say or what's going to happen now. And, mm-hmm. but, and it hurts. It hurts because when you're honest, you're like, you're going down to the roots and mm-hmm. like, you're discovering what's happened. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that was, oh, it was so painful, but I needed that. And that's, where I encountered his love, that's where his love transformed me and continues to. And, and like, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I can wear a mask from time to time, but it's something that I'm becoming more and more of aware, aware of when I'm wearing it. And he's just showing me how much he loves me, even when I wear the mask. So I don't want people to feel guilty, that it's, if you're masking, like he still loves you. He just craves what you were saying. Like he just craves for that deep intimacy. And if you are honest, he can go in those places and start healing and pouring into mm-hmm. loving to those places, and and then that would you will find who you are. And like like Lydia, just an example. I don't want to name my daughter, but she's the only daughter I've got. But she was <laughs> <laughs> right now, but she's she is so beautiful and creative, and she's really out there. But she kept lying to feel like she, because she was scared for some Mm -hmm. reason to not be herself. I don't know, judgment, Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure, but when I started to explain to her and teach her about being honest, being true, Mm -hmm. and just being who she is, Mm -hmm. I'm just seeing her blooming. And I think about the way God is with us when he's like, "Just, I just want you to be honest, open Mm -hmm. up that part of your heart, Mm -hmm. be honest, pour it out, How? no matter how... Dark and ugly and disgusting, or whatever it is, like it doesn't matter. Just open it up mm. and watch how you will bloom. Like watch how he will just pour his love into that that those places, mm. and you will discover a part of you that you never knew existed, and you'll be so free. Mm. It'll just be so free.
0: Yeah. Oh, Susanna, I'm sitting over here giggling. Courtney, you just mentioned we've literally like the Lord is. He is on like loudspeaker right now. Like, mm-hmm. like we just uh, recorded an episode pre, like, what, 15, 20 minutes ago with such a similar invitation that the Lord is is extending this place of open up, honesty, vulnerability, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like ladies listening, like this is... You you can't make this stuff up, right? When this, like, we've gone back to back with episodes of um, the Lord bringing up this theme, that's an invitation. That's a word that the Lord is extending right now to say, hey, I'm inviting you into a deeper level of authenticity. I'm, I'm inviting you into a deeper level of discovery. Like, as I'm listening to you, Susanna, I'm hearing the sound of discovery that happens in the process process of taking the mask off and that those places of of vulnerability and authenticity like in those places not only do I discover who he is but I discover who I am and all the labels and all the things that have I've carried thinking were part of me that were actually not or things that I didn't even know about myself those things come up in that that messy, wonderful, painful process that we walk through as we journey those deep places of intimacy with the Lord. And I love that you're sharing this. I think this is such a word for now. And I was, as I was listening to you, I'm hearing that word discovery, but at the same time I was hearing the Lord say, Lana, remember what I told you, I'm going after the why. And I think right now the Lord is really going after like, Why am I wearing a mask? Or why do I have this this fear or this sorrow, whatever it might be in my life? Like it's not us going, okay, why? Why am I feeling like this? So give me five minutes. I'm just going to go and look inside and try and figure out why. No, no, the Lord's going to the roots. Like the Lord's going to the why, to remove the why um, so that you lovely ladies can and me, like we can flourish in who God has created us to be in our authentic selves and without apology. I'm not putting a mask on because I'm apologising that I'm different to you or my expression of Christ or creativity through my life is different to you, so I'm going to put a mask on because I'm scared or I might not fit. There's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful place of deliverance and healing and almost re, um, reintroduction to who we are in him that I feel like we're doing right, like he's leading us into right now. And while you were speaking, I heard the scripture in Song of Songs, and it's chapter 2, verse 9. And it says in the Passion, Let me describe him to you. He, uh, sorry, let me describe him. He is as graceful as a gazelle, swift as a wild stag. But I love this. Now he comes closer even to the places where I hide. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. And just as you were sharing, Susanna, like, I was like, you know what, those masks, for, like in my own life, like I remember a season where I went through where the Lord was like, Lana, you're wearing a mask and like I'm taking it off. And as I went through that journey, what I found was I put the mask on because I was hiding. There was a hiding that was happening within me. But actually when I read this scripture and I was like, hang on, it says he actually comes closer like yeah. he's not looking at, you know, Susanna or Courtney or Lana in in parts of our lives where at times we may have worn masks. Like he's not going, oh, I can't believe you've worn a mask. Like mm. he, he leans closer to those places where in my heart I'm hiding and he leans in to call me out and that his life may blossom forth within me. So yeah. Susanna... I want to jump out of my chair. I'm so excited about what the Lord is sharing through you. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. Right. So yeah,
2: good. I, I love
0: um, an experience
2: I had five years or so ago. Um, I was masking, and because I was so ashamed of mm-hmm. my past, and but it was tormenting me, and but I just kept. Everything's okay. I pretended everything was okay all the time. And then I just remembered that I couldn't do it anymore and I had to tell my husband about my past. And he looked at me and I said to him, you can divorce me if you want to. And he looked at me and he said, what? (laughs) He just laughed. He goes, why would I want to do this? Do you know that Jesus came and He already took all of that? He goes, "Why would He goes?" I thought something like way was this, and He said, "No, my gosh, I love you." And I just remember that experience, mm-hmm. that moment was, and if I just remember thinking, if you can love me, knowing everything knowing everything i can just be me now now you'll understand why i react a certain way or do something because you're like oh hang on she's been triggered oh that's what she's known you know that's what she's been used to is he's, he's if he can do that now how much more does god love me how much more does he so so i just feel like when you were saying that like he he comes nearer like closer i feel like mm-hmm. when i share that with my husband and when we do that with with god he does he comes in the closet and loves you even more and like what i was saying before he just pours his love into those places that um are broken and you don't need to mask anymore and just
1: pours it yeah you know it's it's so funny because i love that you brought up that conversation with your husband because i've i've shared this a couple times before but it's been a while i think the last time i shared this was probably on one of your schools lana actually Mm -hmm. um my world kind of i shouldn't say my world but a lot of things in my world kind of unraveled like five years ago or so what is it about five years ago or like what is it about 35 that's just like gonna fall apart you know but anyway i was was about 35 and there were excuse me three main areas in life that were very important that were not in good shape was um some family things some marriage things and then the health of one of my kiddos was um really struggling was some big stuff. And I remember uh being like I remember my daughter had a complete meltdown. It was right in the middle of diagnosis. My husband was out of town. I just like kind of cracked and it was one of those things where it was like I knew it was coming. I could feel it coming. <laughs> and so I like turned on Mary Poppins for the kids and was like mom will be right back. And then- like <laughs> You know, like excused myself, locked two doors, went into my bathroom and just started crying, screaming at God and ended up, I was like pounding the wall and I ended up kicking the wall. I didn't even realize at the time that that's what I had done until I couldn't get my foot out. Like my foot was stuck in the wall. Um, And I was like, well, now what am I going to do? Because I can't hide that. (laughs) mask gone. You know, I can't, what am I supposed to do? I don't even know how to fix this. I had four kids with me. How can I go to the store? I can't get a patch to fix this before my husband gets home. And I remember he got home and I told him that there was a, a hole in the wall. And, um, he said, well, how did that happen? <coughs> Excuse me. And I said, um, well, I tripped and it just happened. <laughs> <I'm> like, how was <laughs> that? Number one, but number two, He said to me, he said, Courtney, um, did you kick a hole in the wall and you just didn't want to tell me? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And it it surprised me how quickly he knew exactly what had gone on. Mm -hmm. But it also surprised me, like his understanding of it too, that it was like, okay, well, we have some stuff to talk about. But I couldn't hide the level of intensity and turmoil and grief and Mm -hmm. fear that was going on behind anything anymore. It was like the breaking of the wall was almost like the breaking down of that. Everything's okay. I'm going to make it. It's going to be fine. And it Mm -hmm. turned into really, it actually ended up being kind of a blessing, um, you know, in disguise for me because I really had to get honest about how I was doing. And I had to get honest with the Lord about how I was feeling about some things about my level of like I'm not okay with this, this isn't I'm not okay. Um, and I know you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times before when we talked about you said honesty, you know that's a main component when we're talking about authenticity. but what do you think are some of the other components that that you know come into play or that are needed um, as we're moving with him in authenticity? What, do, what else do you think is important as we're walking through that with him? Like, honesty is obviously a really big one. Yeah,
2: I just, I keep getting, um, I kept hearing spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. And I know that's back to honesty, but I just keep hearing in spirit and in truth um, to walk, like, just to, if we're honest, then our spirit will just flourish. Uh, But it just, like, he just keeps highlighting in spirit and in truth. I think that's in John 4. Somewhere. So this, let me get that. We can look it up. John 4, 2, 4. From now on, worshipping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit and he longs to have sincere worshippers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. And I just keep hearing that.
1: Mm, Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. And, and I also see it in song of songs six. I love how this happens. Song of songs six and it's Jesus talking to his bride. And he says to her, the shining of your spirit shows how you have taken my truth to become balanced and complete. Mm. So such a, such a beautiful picture that, you know, when we're walking in authenticity and we're walking through that pathway of honesty, you know what that does in us And how he sees us, because that spirit—part of that spirit—is realizing, you know, this is how the Lord sees me. Because you know, I remember in in my in my journey, Susanna, all of this, the Lord started giving me visions of how he saw me, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that was huge. That was Mm -hmm. huge for me. My um re re understanding, like Lana was saying, my my reintroduction to myself. I had to figure out. Like I remember, shortly after the the kicking the wall, hole in the wall thing. I had a moment in that same bathroom where I was thinking, oh my God, who am I? Who am I? Because sometimes we can we can kind of confuse that um, true identity with a mask. Yes. So when the mask isn't there anymore, now we're left with, well, what, what am I actually behind this? Because I think sometimes we think our masks keep us safe and they mm-hmm. do to a degree. However, mm-hmm. they also keep us out. They keep yes. us hidden from a place where the enemy can very easily come in that place and Mm -hmm. speak things. And it's, it's away from the Lord's light. You know, I know he wants to be in there. He longs to be in there, but when we keep those things apart, that's just kind of a playground. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love that. I was just thinking while you, uh, ladies were sharing, I think, um, sometimes, and I know I've said this in, in another episode, but I think sometimes when we talk about, um, authenticity and being honest with what's going on inside like the process the journey i know for me for many years um i didn't i wasn't honest for two reasons one i thought i was told that you can't bring that stuff to the lord because that's not faith right so if you're bringing all that stuff out that is actually opposite to walking by faith and so bringing that to god is actually sin like that's what was told to me for so many years and so what happened was i lived my life in this place of okay, I just got hurt or I just made a mistake or I've got shame about this or I've got trauma about this, I've got grief about this, and I just kept layering it. i push Mm -hmm. it down and here's my mask. I'm all good. God is good. We love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus, but on the inside I'm the opposite of fully alive for what Mm -hmm. I Mind is fully alive I'm like I feel like I'm dying inside and the 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 voice comes in your head but you're meant to be a Christian and you're meant to be living the abundant life in Christ and if anybody knew what was going on in the inner world well then they'd know wouldn't they and there was this accusation and all this stuff for so many years and that was because I'd been told you can't bring this to God but also out of that um, being told to me I heard that as, if you ever bring this stuff to, I heard the Lord saying, if you ever bring this stuff to me, I am going to be so displeased with you and I'm going to be so angry with you because you're not walking in faith that I'm just going to be cranky. So I was like, I can't, what am I meant to do with this? I can't bring it to the Lord. And if I don't have my happy face on before the Lord and even declaring all the right things, He's not going to be pleased so let's just live 20 years of my life pushing things down ladies let me tell you is there anybody out there that has done that before and then you hit a certain part of your life and it comes out left right and center you oh, yeah. like 35 you hit 35 and, you're like, <laughs> yeah. right? and i'm like it starts coming out i can't control it it's like yes. i'm triggered the stuff's going everywhere and yep. i remember at that in that season i went through incredible, like just healing. I had to be really vulnerable. I went and I sat in counselors' offices. I got prayer ministry. I did all the things and all of those things helped tremendously. But one thing really unlocked something in my heart in such a deep way. The Lord took me to Romans 5.8. We know this scripture so well. Oh, yeah, while Christ died for us. I'm sorry, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But I read it uh, a few years ago again in the Passion Translation, and it actually took deeper for me the encounter that I'd had back then. So when I read it the first time, not in the Passion, the Lord said to me, Lana, When you were in the absolute worst position you could ever be in, you were actually separated from me, right? You weren't walking with me. You know, you weren't in that place of um, reconciliation with me. Like you, you weren't walking as a Christian. You hadn't given your life to me. While you were yet a sinner in that space, I came and I died for you. Like I came Mm -hmm. and I died and I showed you how much I love you and how Mm -hmm. much I want you in your worst possible place. So if in your worst possible place I'm willing to lay down my life and give everything for you like These things that are coming up in your heart, like you can bring these to me and I'm not going to be angry. I'm actually committed to your healing because I gave my life for it. And so fast forward a few years later and I read it in the Passion and what does it say? Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. And for me in that moment, it took me right back to that encounter that I had that gave me permission and and aligned me to the truth that the Psalms are full of moments right Mm -hmm. David and others going like help me like this is terrible but in that place the Lord is not afraid to show up and he's not afraid to meet us in that place and lean in closer and cause his life to then blossom within us which then causes us to live as women fully alive. So I just mm-hmm. I love this conversation, Susanna. I feel like you you're taking us into this beautiful deep place. Um, that a lot of women are going to receive healing and permission from this. So, and, and I also
2: see that um he wants us to be that for others. Because mm-hmm. the image that I had of God was really like an angry God and mm-hmm you read about the wrath of God and you, your ex- life experiences proved to be that God was, a you know, a really angry God who was never happy with whatever you did. But I feel like the way my husband carried his heart, that we are, uh, like he wants us women as we heal, we'll be able to carry his heart and others will experience his love through us. They will feel... That, so I received not only love from God, but I'm, God drew people near to me that I experienced deliverance um, just by them loving me, just by them listening to me, just by them reassuring me that, hey, that's that's not God's heart. Like I experienced his love through so many people and I feel like if, and let me just explain a little bit deeper, I just feel like God is coming and you guys have spoken about this for the bride and just recently <laughs> and it clicked to me. I'm like, oh, he's coming to awaken who we are. And because and then when oh, I just thought, why did I think it was a rapture thing for some reason? But I feel like, oh, he's coming to awaken who we are. And then when we are who we are, we are he he just we would just carry his heart and then other people will be awakened by that awakening and i just feel like that's happening um that Mm -hmm. god is doing that right now that i'm seeing that more and more and just and i feel like if if we can be authentic and be open and willing and vulnerable with god and then yes seek get counseling or or uh, find a safe community or a safe person to speak to about what's happening in your heart then I feel like we're going to experience, um, deliverance and we're going Mm -hmm. to encounter the love of God through other people. Mm -hmm. And then others will,
1: you will do the same for others. Yeah. You know, I love this conversation so much. It's not even funny. Um, this morning it was interesting because the Lord took me to Psalm 95 and it's one of my favorite ones, but it didn't dawn on me that that's where he was taking me until i was there but he showed me something new in it and and i hear the threads of it and both what both of you are saying um in in that the lord responding to you in love Um, so just before i get into this i want to share a little story of my own experience of what that looked like i had my first baby and i remember struggling with anxiety to the point where like i had struggled with it before but this was different um and I reached out to someone at the church that I was walking with at the time and told her what was going on and said, like, I need some help. Can you can you help me? Can you ask leadership or what What am I supposed to do about this this fear and this anxiety? And she did. And then she got back to me. And the answer that I was told was, well, you just haven't been made perfect in love. And I was I remember standing in my kitchen thinking, OK, uh, well, that doesn't sound good. And I still don't know what to do about it (laughs) now. And now I feel awful because now I've been told that I've just haven't been made perfect in love yet. But it was a very um, unfortunate answer. And I think a lot of people listening have probably received similar answers at different points in their life. And it's kind of goes along with what you were experiencing, Lana, of like, well, you can't bring that to the Lord. You can't talk to people about that. It's just ridiculous. You know, that's that's just something you're just meant to deal with, you yeah. know, on your own or mask or, or hide. Um, and that's just not the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I preface that to share this, this little bit here in Psalm 95. It's titled, um, It's Time to Sing. And I can't believe I never really honed in on these verses before, but it's verses seven through nine. And it says, for we are the lovers he cares for. And he is the God we worship. So drop everything else and listen to his voice. For this is what he is saying. And this is the Lord speaking now. Today when I speak, don't even think about turning a deaf ear to me like they did when they tested me at Meribah and Massa, the place where they argued with me, their creator. Your ancestors, now listen to this, this is really important. Your ancestors challenged me over and over with their complaining even though I had convinced them of my power and love. They still doubted my care for them. So for 40 long years, I was grieved and disgusted by them. I described them as wicked wanderers whose hearts would not follow my ways or keep my words. Now, this these verses, if they sound familiar, that's because they're over in Hebrews where they, he talks about them in Hebrews and Hebrews three. And it's interesting because in Hebrews three, there's not, there's not a whole lot of mention. Like I remember reading this, but it didn't click with me as to what it was exactly that they were doing other than not following his ways, even though they had seen miracles. But when I read this verse, where it says here that they challenged him over and over with their complaining, even though he had convinced them of his power and his love. When we mask when we keep those things back and we keep them back and we're afraid, I understand, like I get it. I understand why we do it. But what we're actually doing is we're, we're not allowing ourselves to receive that love exactly. And right where we are like the Jews, the Jews were slaves at that time. They didn't necessarily have anything to offer up the father other than that they were his people. Mm -hmm. So there's that place of, when we refuse to receive his love when we refuse to come into that place of authenticity because we're afraid that he's not he might not love us or he might not respond to us not like I understand that but he's pouring out his heart to us now and assuring us actually i really want you to receive this like i've done all of this for you please receive my love and that is a place of humility because there's a lot of weird ways that pride gets in there but it's it's that humility of i receive it lord Even when I'm in, like you said, Lonnie, even when I'm in the most awful place, even when I'm kicking holes in my wall and screaming at you, he didn't love me any less in that moment. He actually probably, I shouldn't say he loved me more, but I felt like his compassion for me was a lot more intense in those moments because he knew this has to come out and I want it to come out with me. So there's freedom and there's peace and there's permission to let those things down with him because he is good and he's loving and his response is, and thank God for Sione, who responded to you in such, like this, such oh, a good, what a good man. What a
2: good man. My experiences in the past haven't been that good. So that's why it was like a shock to hear him say that and respond that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do feel God's heart lately. Like, I think I went through about two months of just grieving. Um, I was reading Amos and... Mm-hmm. And I got to, um, is it Amos or Amos? I don't know, because in Spanish it's Amos.
1: Well, don't ask me, I'm American, so (laughs) Amos.
2: But um, I was feeling like God's like showing me the masks and he was showing me that. And then he, because of the masks, we were just doing things, Mm -hmm. just doing things to please him or feel good enough or feel like we're doing the right things. Mm -hmm. And I just remember reading it, I think, I'll just bring it up. This is the part that just killed me. He just, um, he goes, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want to do, I want nothing to do with your religion, religious projects. And he goes on and, and he says, um, do you know what I, um? He, 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 sorry, here we go. Then he says, when was the last time you sang to me? And that just, oh. I went into like two months, I couldn't talk about it very much because every time I'd say that, just cry and cry. And I just felt his heart. It's like, you don't need all of this. Mm -hmm. You don't need like just sing to me just the way you are. Take that off, broken, whatever you are. Like, just come and sit with me, talk to me, sing to me, sing it out. Like Mm -hmm. I just I know sometimes I'm I I'm not happy and I'm like, oh, I just say something and I'll just sing it out and then I'll be like, but I know you're good, God. I know you're good. Mm-hmm. But I just feel him right now, like his heart for us, um, for his bride, for his children. It's just like you don't need to wear that anymore. I just feel like this calling come deeper. Mm-hmm. Don't need to wear it. Just take it off. Whatever, however it looks, I'm here and just sing to me. I'm, like, I just feel like he's just going to hold us and
0: mm-hmm. join So So good. I am sitting here thinking as I'm listening to both of you sharing so beautifully. I'm like, I am sitting here seeing the pattern of the Song of Songs and the Shulamite. Like, You know it starts with let him right the whole entire book starts with let him and you know oh my goodness like courtney we've (laughs) how we've done a series on the song of songs here we've done groups on the song of songs like and we are no, by no stretch of the imagination, we can sit here and say, oh, we're experts on the Song of Songs. What we can say is that every time we sit in the Song of Songs, he takes us even deeper still yeah. in that place of how much like he loves us and how committed he is to, part, to us partnering with us, sorry, us partnering with him and him partnering with us to walk as the bride to mature into like all that he has for us being our authentic selves but the book starts with let him love you like let him and then all the way through you see this excuse me shulamite's journey of like come away with me no i'm not ready yet go without me to like you know then the moments where he leans in close even to the places where she hides like where Mm -hmm. there's religion and where there's like compromises and all the stuff and what is the heart cry of the beloved like it's intimacy it's this place like it like we say it all the time don't we intimacy into me you see like this place of vulnerability this place where all the stuff comes off and I am truly in this authentic beautiful union with my beloved where his love for me remains the same. Even in the book where the Shulamite's like, you know, he, he says, you're so love, like he says, you're so lovely. And she's like, but, but, but he's like, yeah, you're so lovely. Yeah. Like it, the conversation never changes, right? Yeah. It, it's always the same. And so as I'm listening to you guys so beautifully share, I'm like, I am just being drawn back into the process, the journey of the Shulamite. And the yeah. way that 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 place of vulnerability, that place of authenticity, that place of just absolute deep union with the beloved, and letting him love us, and yeah. being willing to allow him to to come close and into those places, I'm I'm just I'm done all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I know. the process is so important. I also think like that you can't just skip the process, like get from here to there, that you really need to feel that you really, it's a, it's a beautiful, painful, amazing, incredible journey. <laughs> that's <laughs> where the, the treasures
1: are. Too. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah. And that's where the treasures is,
1: are. The treasures are along it. the way. You know, yeah. she uh-huh. didn't go, like, even if we look at Song of Songs from start to finish, she didn't get to, from. she didn't go from the start of, oh gosh, I'm so dark and dry. Right. All the way to the end of this is who I am. Like yeah. look at look at me now, yeah. not from a prideful place. But she didn't get like you're absolutely right. said she just didn't get there right away. She walked with him through all of those things, yeah. and then at the end, it's like she has this whole treasure of like yeah. look at what he's done. Yeah, yeah. and I look just at remember, sorry, I just remember
2: saying, name. God. Why can't you just take it away? Like your mm-hmm. God. Just take it, take it away and take me wherever you need me to go. And I, he's like, you need to feel, you need to learn, you need to discover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry,
0: Lana. You always No, me. I was just like, I love that because in the process, like, yes, how how often do we want to go? Where's the fast forward button? Like quickly, like winds of excitement And I get off this ride
1: now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Please. I don't know about you, ladies, but I will certainly look back at my journey and in some of the most painful, like hard and 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 dark places that I've been in in process, I have received a revelation of who Jesus Christ is and his love that can never be stolen from me it can yeah. never be taken from me like and and that is the thing with like while we're in it right you can feel like you're dying like oh my gosh all this stuff's coming up and you know all of it it can feel intense and the process at times is definitely not pleasant but it's always unto something it's yeah. unto life it's unto union with him like he brings stuff up to bring it out and yeah. all of that process Like I look back at some of my most intense healing journeys and, yes, I can remember like the moments of, yeah, that was painful, but I don't feel the pain anymore. I actually can look back at some of those places and the pain is not the loudest voice. I look back and I go, oh, my gosh, let me tell you what happened when Jesus walked into the room. Like, you know, the testimony that is built in the process, I think sometimes because it's hard, we can want to fast-forward it. But like you said, Courtney, some of our greatest treasures are found in that place. And then you said, Susanna, before about um, our it's like God's heart for us to then release what we've received to other people Well, as I walk through that process, I'm not just walking and I guess in some battles um, fighting or leaning in or giving my yes or surrendering for my own healing and freedom and deliverance. I am also walking this journey because when I come out, when she arises out of the wilderness, right, leaning on her beloved, there are, what, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 people that are going to then encounter Jesus because of my process not anything I've done but because of how he showed up in those places so I know yeah
2: and they will encounter it through your gifts so I just feel like even like I discovered I could write songs and that's a way I have people when I've shared my songs and when I'm doing worship they're like wow I've just had an encounter with that song so I just feel like whatever that process while you walk through that process you will discover things about yourself you'll discover gifts that he's given to you and those gifts he will use not just for you but for the one in front of you the one that he draws near to you
1: yeah and you know it's it's interesting and i just want to encourage as we're going to wrap up here in just a second you know ladies we've poured a lot out here especially in the last two episodes but particularly in this one um the Lord's really going after some things. I had a dream not long ago, and there was a realignment in the dream that had happened where it was very much a um, realizing that uh, the bride could not go forward with what she was about to birth until some things within her and within her thinking were realigned. And there was such a place of compassion for her and from the Lord that in her sharing these things with the, the Lord and sharing them with Jesus, I could see, and I could feel the alignment happening and I could see, and I could, I could perceive the, the thinking patterns that had changed. And I could hear Jesus saying to her, it's, it's not going to be the way that you think in a, in a good way. Like, it's not going to be, if you don't want it to be that way, (laughs) like stop thinking of it as that, you know, if you don't want this to be massively hard, Stop thinking of it that way. Let's think, let's, let's think of it. I want you to think of it the way that I, I could I could hear him inviting her into. I want you to think of it the way that I see it and the way that I want want you to picture it. So when we're coming through these seasons where there's a lot coming up and out, the masks are coming down, oh my God, who am I? It's really important. And I want to encourage you in those moments to ask the Lord how He sees you. It's because you're you're absolutely right. We don't just stop doing something. It's never just, we'll just stop that without being unto something. Like that's not the way that our thinking or our minds work. We replace it with something it's unto something else. And even in song of songs in chapter one, verse nine, Jesus says to the Shulamite, this is after her, uh, don't look at me. This is not good. Please don't look at me. She's very nervous, very upset. And he says, um, my dearest one, let me tell you how I see you. I love that because in my times where it was so hard and awful and yucky, that was when I was starting to have visions of this beautiful gown and these beautiful crowns and things like that, that the Lord was showing me that like, this is how I see you. And he gives us something else. To put our eyes on and our mind on, and that's repentance. That's renewing of our mind. That's yeah. pulling and shifting ourselves into agreement, into alignment with who He says that we are. That's consent, and that is receiving His love. And that's um, a very powerful thing to do. So don't forget to have compassion on yourself and ask the Lord to show you how He sees you in those in those moments. So, thank you, Susanna. Thank you for opening up this conversation with us. I can think of no one better to do that than you, because I know that you live these honestly. You're not just coming on uh, to say, oh, yeah, got to do this. Got to drop those masks, ladies. You know, let's get to it. You're not like that. You've walked through it. And that's why it carries weight is because you've gone through that place of uh, vulnerability into the place of authenticity with the Lord. And it's pure and it's weighty and beautiful. Just- just like you are, my friend. So thank you for pouring out for all of us today. Do you have any last thoughts you want to wrap us up with?
2: Me or Lana? Sorry. yeah, just me. No, you. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, I love Lana, but I'm <laughs> talking to you.
1: <laughs>
2: no, no. I think i I think i nothing's coming to mind now.
1: Would yeah. would you just pray for the ladies with all that we've talked about? I feel like there's a lot of just real open and, and vulnerable hearts right now. Would you just pray for them?
2: Okay, my prayers are quite short, (laughs) but they're real. Um, Okay, thank you, Lord, for this moment today. Thank you, Lord, for opening this space to share what you've done in my life and what you've done in all of our lives, Lord. I just ask you, Lord, that every single person that is listening right now, that you help them see how you see them. Just uh, pray that you make them feel safe to be vulnerable, to be authentic. And I pray that in those moments when they are, that you will just wrap your beautiful, beautiful love around them like you speak of in the Word. The Word always says your wraparound presence. I just pray for that wraparound presence to be around them as they open up um, and as they go, open up their hearts and go into the places that are painful, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Um, that you are doing a new thing I thank you that you're doing a new thing in every single person's life right now and I just thank you Lord that you um you love us so much so much so I just pray for each and every one that you bless them and that yeah and the journey ahead is going to be amazing for each and every one of them so thank you Lord in Jesus name amen
0: amen amen oh thank you Susanna this has been. So glorious. I just have so loved sitting in this space with you and all that the Holy Spirit has done. Um, Can I ask you if uh, these incredible ladies are like, I want to follow along with Susanna, what is the best way that they can follow along with you?
2: Um,
0: Just my Instagram,
2: Susanna (laughs) Dallamoypeau.
0: There we go, lovely ladies. And for those of you that are watching on uh, YouTube, it is uh, on the uh, on the screen right now. But for those of you listening on uh, the podcast, I am about to spell Susanna's. Oh, last yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without. <went> <laughs> I am not about to uh, attempt that, ladies. So for those of you listening on the podcast, it's S U S A N A dot. T-A-U-M-O-E-P-E-A-U. And I encourage you to follow along with this incredible friend of ours and all that the Lord um, is releasing through her. Uh, Susanna, how can uh, the ladies check out your incredible song, your music that you are releasing? What is the the best there's, place to do there's that? There's one on Spotify and I think on all those
2: streaming services, um, it's under Susanna Hearts Cry, and that's mm-hmm. the only one I have up right now but on my Instagram I do share from time to time some songs so I'll be posting more
0: there yes oh ladies you want to follow along yes before we uh hit go live uh or like record Susanna hadn't seen that we jumped on yet and she was just sitting there worshipping and Courtney and I were just enjoying
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like don't say anything let's see (laughs) if we can get some free beautiful <laughs> worship
0: out of this yeah yeah so we encourage you to uh, follow along with the beautiful susanna well lovely ladies it's been another wonderful time together in his presence it's always a joy to sit in this space with you and we will see you next time bye bye we hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today if you would like to see more of what
2: Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, Zion's Company of We pray that your